0: Celebrating the people, places, and stories that make Manitoba great. Plus a few random thoughts here and there. This is Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly.
1: We are so excited you are here and ready to join us on another episode of Between Two Shows. Carly, we are well into the double digits now. Episode 11.
2: Yes, I am pumped. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about a huge event that will be taking place (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs)
1: No, carry on. A huge event that is going to be taking place at a make-believe restaurant.
2: May 4th, we're talking about the one-year anniversary of Squirrel Restaurant, my restaurant for squirrels in my backyard.
1: Um, One of the biggest toys from 90s childhood is Making a Return, a higher-tech version, but still true to the original. Can't wait to tell you about the return of the Tamagotchi.
2: Also, we have a very special guest, Ira, someone that I've admired on social media for so long and was so grateful to find Finally speak to. I mean, she wears many hats, right? She's a student. She runs E-Waste Manitoba, which we'll find out more about. She's also super big into hunting mushrooms.
1: Okay, there is so much to get to, so we are going to jump into it right now. Episode 11 of Between Two Shows is about to kick off.
2: Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. Drew, I have a question for you. Okay, I know you don't uh, watch Big Brother, but mm-hmm. I'm a huge Big Brother fan. And in the house, they can't do anything. They don't have phones. um, They don't have TVs. So a lot of times you'll see people playing chess. Really? Yes. Um, And they have a ball pit in this house, which is really, really cool. Um, Which is where I would spend all of my time. But um, I want to know, do you know how to play chess? Because I know it's a very uh, difficult game. It's hard to learn. I feel like you have to be quite smart to play and make big moves in the game. Um, But (laughs) I've I've never learned and I've never had the desire to
1: learn. Well, I don't have the desire to teach you, um, but... But you do know how to play. Carly, you're speaking to the grade five and grade seven chess champion of Riverton Early Middle School. In grade six, I don't know what happened that year, but grade five and grade seven, yes, (laughs) Riverton chess champion.
2: Of course. I feel like there's two types of people in this world, people who know how to play chess and people who never want to learn how to play chess. And I'm in the never
0: want to learn.
1: And then they end up hosting a podcast together.
0: (laughs) Sharing fun stories and chatting with cool people whenever you want it. Welcome to Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly.
1: The goal of Between Two Shows is to introduce you to some interesting Manitobans, And I think that Carly, you first told me about Ira Vilniueva a while ago. And you said that she's into so many different things. I was fascinated. She is now on the podcast. Hello, Ira. How are you doing today? Hi. Hey. I'm doing
2: great. How are you? We are fantastic. I am so excited to finally be chatting with you because I have been following your various social media accounts for quite some time now, and I've actually talked about you with other people that are fans (laughs) of you. So I have never actually spoke with you myself. So I'm so excited to be chatting with you about all of the projects that you are working on right
1: now. Okay, so you are in university right now. What area of study are you taking?
3: Yes, that's correct. I'm a university of student at U Winnipeg. I'm studying integrated education program, and my major is biology, and my minor is chemistry. And during my time at the university, I am also the co-founder and co-president of the University of Winnipeg Filipino Students Association, and I'm also
1: a volunteer for let Science. Wow, so you've probably never watched TV in your life then, <laughs> because you would have no time for any of the shows that everyone else is into. <laughs> no, I do have time for TV. You sound very, very busy, and you also have a very, like, interesting, like, passion. Um, mm-hmm. is, it a, is it a passion? Is it a hobby? Is it an activity? I'm talking about the world of mushrooms. That's something that you're really into, right?
4: Yes,
3: I'm really passionate about mycology and botany and yeah, everything about mushrooms are fascinating to me.
1: Okay, Carly, did we just learn a new word? Mycology. Is that the study of mushrooms, Ira? <laughs> yes, yes,
3: that's the, that's the study of mushrooms and fungi. Wow, so you
2: actually know about mushrooms that we find here in Manitoba whereas my boyfriend and I just kind of pick them up and go, I don't know I don't know um, I'm like
3: that
1: too and I'm still learning I'm not an expert Well, um, to know a little bit more about this because this is something, foraging for mushrooms is something that Carly recently got into um, not that long ago and I remember when you were first telling me about this Carly and I was like, listen, I've talked to other foragers and they warned me like, if you get the wrong type of mushroom, you could kill yourself so it's important to know what you're doing and to recognize things. Ira, what do we need to know about mushrooms here in Manitoba?
3: Mm -hmm. So two years ago, I volunteered for Prairie Wildlife Rehabilitation Center for their um, yearly Walk for Wildlife event. And I did that with my boyfriend. Uh, It was at St. Vittles Park. And after that event, we went to the forest and saw So many different variety of species that we had no idea what they were. And so we had to really study. And I think we're still studying and we still don't know. But there are so many great and delicious mushrooms that we have here in Manitoba, um, like morel, chanterelle, and um, chicken of the woods. Have you heard about them?
2: Oh my goodness, Chicken out of the Woods is the one I want to try so badly. It's such a hearty mushroom, and there are so many other mushrooms that look like it. So have you actually had it?
3: I'm, it's a funny story. When I first brought one home, um, my mom threw it in the garbage because she, had, she didn't believe in my like, capabilities of, I guess, like... <laughs> knowing which ones are edible and which ones could kill you. But the second time I told her, hey, I went with expert and I'm pretty confident. I tried one last time and I didn't die. So, yeah, I think you really need to go with Um, people who know what they're doing and really study them. But the ones that I've seen are here in Winnipeg, and I think I've seen one in and Park, too. So
1: So they're everywhere, I guess, if you know what you're looking for. So the chicken one, does it taste like chicken, (laughs) or is it saying it's just so common, it's like how chicken is such a common food?
3: It does taste like chicken when you prepare it properly.
2: Yeah, because last summer I was fortunate enough to try a lobster mushroom um, that my Mm -hmm. boyfriend and I found. And it was so crazy while we were cooking it up. It smelt like fish. It tasted like lobster. I mean, obviously, we put like garlic butter on it and stuff. And it was so good. And I just think about that all the time and how I just want to have that again. Because if you purchase that at a market, it's like 25 bucks a
3: mushroom. Yes, yes, that's correct. And they're really expensive, too. I've actually never tried lobster, mushroom lobsters.
1: Whoa.
3: This year, I'm really going to try hard and find some lobster mushrooms.
1: Is it true that in the community of mushroom foragers, like, when you find your spot, you keep that top, top secret because you don't want other people going there and raiding your stash?
3: Yes, that's correct. And I am fortunate enough to be in a Facebook group where we kind of share... Not like our top, but like our second best um, place. So if you if you have some air, uh, some mushrooms that you'd like to forage, let me know, and I'll let you know where they are.
1: At least the second best spot to get them.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the secret society of mushroom foragers. I love it.
3: <laughs> Between
2: two shows with Drew and Carly. Ira, you're a florist. Can we talk about that?
3: Yes, I love botany and floristry. And during last year when we couldn't go to places, I found a new hobby of flower arranging in a bouquet. And so I started sharing my rock bouquets to my friends and family. And then over time, people like it so much that they want to pay me to make their own bouquets.
1: Well that's gotta feel good getting that type of compliment. So what do you call your flower business? It's
3: for the futilero. and what's unique about my flower I guess shop is I don't have uh times of operation. I'm a student still, so I only do it whenever I am free. And yeah, like there's been a lot of people who ask them this month and last month, but it's my exam season so I couldn't give
1: them the bouquet that they wanted to order. If people want to maybe see your work or get in touch with you, how do we connect with Fleur de Fus... What, what was that? Fleur de... <laughs> Fleur de
3: Fisilero, It's my my mom's name. Oh,
1: Fleur de Fusilero? Yep. How do we connect with you?
3: All social media platform, it's at Shisa Flores now.
1: Oh, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Now we don't have to spell Fusilero.
3: Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy. I
2: found you on a Facebook marketplace. I wanted to buy some eucalyptus.
1: Let's shift gears now. Can we talk about yet another project that you're involved in? What mm-hmm. is eWaste Manitoba?
3: For sure. So eWaste Manitoba started a month ago, and it's my initiative in support of a scholarship Competition. It's a Canada-wide competition hosted by the Electronic Recycling Association. Do you have a goal for this project? Um, my goal is to reduce electronic waste that goes to our landfill. E-waste um, contains a lot of chemicals that are harmful to us and, and to the environment. And when they are mishandled during disposal, these chemicals end up in our soil, in our water, in our air.
2: So, where will you be picking up these items? I'm
3: touring around Manitoba following all local guidelines this summer and I'll be doing several sea waste collection events and the first two have been planned they are both in winnipeg oh that's fantastic give us the details first one is on may 1st at the maples community center parking lot and the second one is on may 16th at the st john's park so it's going to be a north end um, e-waste collection event so there's one in the maples area and there's one in the north end area And I'm looking to create more in the south um, part of our city and in the west side of our city. And what else can you tell us about the events? Um, All collection events are going to have an on-site destruction mobile shutter. And I will be accepting working or non-working condition items.
2: Okay, and what happens with the items that are in working condition?
3: All of the working condition items with reuse potential will actually be refurbished by the ERA and they will be donated to families and to charities in need. It's a really great project that I'm doing at the moment. And so how long will you be collecting for? The last day for me to collect e-waste is going to be in July 31st. So lots of time.
2: Oh my goodness. Well, this is absolutely fantastic. So what kinds of items are you looking for and are you accepting?
3: So I will be accepting... Working or non-working conditions. Uh, this includes laptops, iPhones, printers, B C um, yeah, <laughs> they Yeah, mobile phones, tablets, keyboards, monitors, um, scanners, microphones.
1: What about uh, like cables? Like you know how everyone has those big like bags of cables that they don't know what to do with? Can we donate yeah. those or no?
3: Yes, yes. Those those are accepted. Gaming consoles are also accepted. Your headphones, your broken earbuds, charging cords, um, arrays. So, everything I'm accepting, all your electronic waste. I just
2: stepped on an iPhone cord and <laughs> broke it last night. So, yeah. this is perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. And if people want more info on those two events, where do they go for that? You
3: waste Manitoba on Facebook, Instagram, or all other social media.
1: Oh, Ira, you are an. A fascinating person. I feel inspired just by this conversation today, and I'm so interested to know where you're going to be going and all of the stuff that's going to be happening with you, so we really want to have you back on Between <laughs> Two Shows because you are just a fascinating person.
3: Thank you so much, Drew. And I
2: want to go mushroom hunting with you when it's safe to do so. Yes, yes, we will.
1: Let's go. Hey, don't tell her any of those secret spots because she <laughs> will tell other people, okay? Okay. <laughs>
3: Just tell
1: on the radio. <laughs> I'm so glad that we met on the phone. Um, can't wait until we can actually meet in person someday because you are super cool. Wow, you are just so impressive.
0: Thank you. Have a question for Drew and Carly? An idea for a podcast? Want to share your review? Record a voice memo and slide it into Drew or Carly's DMs on social media. You could be on an upcoming episode of Between Two Shows.
1: Earlier when we were talking to Ira about mushroom foraging and uh, she commented on how like everyone has their own like secret spot that they don't share. Mm-hmm. Do you have that kind of secret, like a special place that is just yours and you know it's awesome, you would want other people to experience it, but you keep it to yourself because you don't want word getting out.
2: Hmm. Um, you don't mean in terms of mushroom hunting.
1: I mean, I don't specifically mean in terms of mushroom hunting. It could be mushroom hunting, but you know how people like have their their mushroom spots. Some people have like a favorite uh, fishing spot. Some people have like a nice quiet thinking spot that they love to go.
2: I don't think I have anything. I, I have too big of a mouth to <laughs> to keep any secret like that. I mean, someone's. You know this about me, and it's one of my flaws. Um, I don't have any of the. Mm, I, want a, I want a place. Uh, you know, like, I don't even have, like, secret recipes or anything. What do you have? You got a spot in Transcona you walk to all the time?
1: Well, now I literally can't tell you because you just talked about how you can't keep a secret. Carly's World. The one-year anniversary of Winnipeg's finest restaurant for Squirrels is upon us. May 4th is the first anniversary of Squirrel, Carly? hmm May
2: 4th last year was our grand opening. That's when you count the birthday, right? For Like, the grand opening? Not one the soft year. opening, yeah. Right. The soft launch was... Honestly, a nightmare. So we'll go from the grand opening, which was a beautiful day last year. We cut the ribbon on the bar. Um, we were featured, um, just before that, we were featured on, on city news, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. So, you know, we had a lot of momentum behind us. Media
1: coverage and everything.
2: Absolutely. So for the, you know, the one year anniversary birthday, whatever you want to call it. Like, I feel like the pressure is on. What am I going to do? What's going to be on the menu? What kind of entertainment will we have? Like,
1: Oh yeah. We, entertainment. Of course. Yeah. Truly. Food, entertainment. And like, maybe like a draw, like what's the unique thing to ce- celebrate and mark the one year anniversary.
2: Absolutely. Okay, and where are we at right now? And you know, my friend Rachel from flower and flower mm-hmm. wants to cater to the event. She wants well, to provide the sweets. So I, we yeah, don't for know the
1: notoriety and exposure that this <laughs> is going to bring any business or people attached to it. Carry on.
2: Right. So, so, I just want to brainstorm with you because you are the, remind me again, you're rolling squirrel. Wow. You
1: know what? <laughs> Community, engagement you?
2: Community engagement manager. Community engagement manager, among many other things, correct? Director, but. director. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Director. <laughs> Community, what is it? <laughs>
1: You know what? Let's go on with the brainstorm before I'm the former. No,
2: because you're going be, to be doing the press release.
1: Oh, great. <laughs> okay, okay. So, thrown out ideas. Because it's a brainstorm, there's no bad ideas. Correct. Um, it's the one-year anniversary, one singles. What if we have a special singles-only event at Squirrel?
2: Every day is a singles-only <laughs> event because squirrels are very territorial. So I've never seen two at the restaurant at once. And my my dream was to have two dine well, at the
1: same time. Then we obviously know it's going to be a success. We can p- position it as a success. Singles came out.
2: Singles, singles event. Okay, okay. Do you li- and that's COVID-friendly as well. Of course, absolutely. Okay, perfect.
0: Have something to say about between two shows. Record a voice memo on your phone and send it to Drew or Carly on social media. You might hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Between Two Shows.
1: I don't know if we can properly articulate how grateful we are, Carly, uh, for people who listen to our podcast, right?
2: I can hardly articulate anything on a regular <laughs> day, so I really can't articulate my appreciation. Just no.
1: know that it means so much to us. It's like when you're a little kid and like uh, your coolest friend or older cousin, you're hoping they come to your birthday party, and not only at your birthday party, but they brought the biggest gift. That feeling you had when you were a kid, that is how we feel when we have a chance to hear back from you about what you think of the podcast. And the, the best way to do that is to leave Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's one spot that you can leave a review so we really know what you think of the podcast. And we got a very fabulous review from uh, the lovely folks at Ruffage Eatery.
2: Mm -hmm. They messaged saying, we have a five-star rating for the show and wanted to let you know. We are so happy you two are back together with this podcast. We missed that hilarious banter listening to you pronounce Conscious? Did I do it right? Yes. And Drew, correcting you, made us giggle a lot. So please add in the outtakes. They give us life. Please make more episodes so we have more to listen to while we slave away in the kitchen at Ruffage. Also, if you find yourself hosting the Masters and need us (laughs) to cater the event or cater your wedding, Carly, we will make you all the vegan jalapeno popper mac and cheese you like. We just want to be invited to your wedding. There is one criticism, however. Oh, wow. Okay. Drew... Please stop calling Squirrel Restaurant a fake restaurant. As you know, Ruffage Eatery has a franchise table and it is always open, has been operating throughout this pandemic. The customers are a little squirrely, but they are always a little nuts about the full
1: vegan menu.
2: Thank you for all the local love.
1: Loving the puns that are in that review, even though that was part of the criticism part, I feel like the criticism was not very harsh at all.
2: No, it wasn't.
1: Um, can Can I back up, though, to let you know how I got on this being a fake restaurant? It's because you called it a fake restaurant. Oh, really? Because you used to call it a pretend restaurant, Uh which I thought was funny. And then one time you called it a fake restaurant. So then the next time I called it a fake restaurant, you were all up in my business about it. So that's why I've been doing it ever since then. Okay. Because you're the the trendsetter on this one, Carly.
2: Okay, fair. I'm going to go back to just being like... This is a real restaurant, and if anyone is offended by me saying that, who actually owns a restaurant and works really hard to keep that restaurant going, I apologize. I mean, just know that it is actually a fake, pretend restaurant. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Keep
2: in
0: touch with Drew and Carly on social media. Search for at Drew Kozib and at Carly on air.
1: One of the biggest crazes from the mid '90s is back. Carly, did you ever own a Tamagotchi?
2: Oh, my gosh. I had a Tamagotchi. I had an orange nano. And my Tamagotchi was white with red buttons.
1: Well, great news. All of those skills from your middle school years will now come into play in 2021 because Tamagotchi is back.
2: Really? Like, do they look exactly the same and they still like really tiny keychains?
1: They're like tiny keychains, but the screen is much, 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 much better. Uh, So with these ones, I think they're getting a little bit too high tech, but you can basically upload a selfie of yourself to interact with your Tamagotchi. But basically the same sort of thing, a little like keychain sized thing with a little screen and a couple buttons with a little digital animal that you feed and entertain and play with. Otherwise, if you neglect it, it dies.
2: Yeah, so like that was all you could really do with them, right? Like feed, what do you mean entertain?
1: Well, like I uh, well, my sister had a nano baby, so I assumed mm. it was the same with the Tamagotchi, but like you like played a game with it, you know? Like I don't know if you're throwing a ball or something, but you had to do a thing with buttons so that you're like, "Oh, I'm playing with it and its happiness level would rise up."
2: Wow, no new ideas anymore, hey? Well, Just, when... we go back to all the things that were huge. I... Furbies are coming back or <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're going to be right after Tickle Me Elmo's.
0: Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly.
1: Recently, Carly, you were talking about how you feel like lately you've become a little bit lazier. And you were talking about uh, your motivation to work out. But now you're noticing it in other parts of your life?
2: Yeah, there's just like these little things in life that I'm just like happen daily where I'm like, "Ah, I'm so lazy. One of the biggest ones for me is when I'm sending an (laughs) e-transfer. I don't know how it works for your bank, but Uh I'm with CIBC, you know, been with CIBC for a long time because my grandma worked for CIBC.
1: Hashtag not an ad.
2: Not an ad. And um, you have to add a new contact if you're sending money to someone they've never sent money to. Yeah. And you have to, they send you this little code via text or email. Uh I hate that so much. I love when I already have that person in my phone setup it's so easy but when you have to go and add the code and if you're using your cell phone you don't even have to go and copy and paste it because it'll just appear underneath
1: yeah i know I was so gonna say-
2: it's one less step but it's still one more step for me
1: wow so it's uh, just like
2: these little things where i'm like oh i am so lazy
1: i mean i was kind of with you and helping to support you but <laughs> when copying and pasting four digits is too much work. six Okay, equal amount of work to copy four digits as it is to copy six. (laughs) CIBC, very secure.
0: (laughs) It's time for the Papa John postgame report.
1: The Winnipeg Jets recently coming off a loss against Edmonton following a loss of two games against Toronto. What is going on with the team currently? Well, we turn to Papa John. That is Carly's grandma's boyfriend, and he is the sports analyst for Between Two Shows. Sometimes Grandma Wendy jumps on the phone as well when Carly phones up Papa John. This is Papa John's post-game report.
2: Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you?
1: Not so good.
2: Oh gosh, that was rough.
1: That was their worst
4: game of the season.
2: Well, what do you think happened?
4: Well, number one, they quit playing hockey after Edmonton scored their second goal.
2: Mm. What was the final? Six one? Six one. Oh So that's four losses in a row. Four in a row. Oh Well, this is uh, this is not good because this is most likely who we will play in the first round, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we found out yesterday, early on in the afternoon, that Nikolai Ehlers was going to be out. What happened to him?
4: Broken collarbone. Really? Not concussion? Not concussion. Broken collarbone. Wow. They figure he's out for the rest of the season, but he could be back by the playoffs. Wow. I mean, every team has injuries. Yeah. And the team has to cope with them. That's it. Yeah. But they sure didn't play good hockey last night. I take it you don't have three stars? It's hard picking three stars, I'll tell you. Morrissey played a strong game.
2: Okay, we'll give him number three.
4: No, I'll give him number one.
2: Okay, who's number three?
4: Uh, I would say Boussois. Okay. And number two would be uh, number 13. <laughs> what the heck's his name? Dubois. Dubois. He played a strong game. All right. But the thing is, they got to play 60 minutes of hockey. All right, so who do we play next? We play uh, Edmonton tomorrow night. Yikes. And they got to play hockey. They got to, you know, it's a sport and it's a team sport. And the team has to play hockey. I mean, these guys are well-paid guys. Yeah. I mean, every other team in the league is going through the same thing with injuries. But I don't know. The, the Jets, are, it's like the last three years. They get injuries and they they die. Can I get a Go Jets Go? Yes, you can. Go Jets Go, and they better go.
2: Okay, I'll talk to you later. Thank you for this. Okay. Okay, bye. Have a good day. You too. Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. Drew, I don't know if you checked out the latest episode of Vet Central, the segment I do with our friend, Dr. Samira. Yes. So in the latest episode, I just wanted to talk about the weird things that our pets do. Maybe Dr. Samira didn't have really the answers for why they do them, but I mean, pets do some weird things.
1: And your dog has been on a very particular weird thing for a very long time, which is what?
2: years and years, ever since I've known her. I will get out of the shower and she will beg for the towels. She will look at me if I give her one towel because often I use two because one is the, for the hair, one is for the body. Mm-hmm. If I only give her one, she'll just keep looking at me until I give her the other one, and she will take these towels and she will roll in them and she'll scratch at them and then put her shoulder into them. Towels make her so happy. Doctor Smira said maybe she likes my smell. I'm not uh, sure. So then I posted this and I thought, oh gosh, are people going to think I'm gross because with the towels and the dog rolling in the towels? I will say first of all, these are not towels that we use for when guests come over. Secondly, you guess, have you have guest towels. Well, just like a hand towel. Like I don't I. I hope that people know that the hand towel that's close to the sink is where you dry no, your hands after you wash them. That is them.
1: a wrong assumption. But really? we'll, save, we'll save that for a different day because that's okay. a big thing. Okay. Back to your dog rolling around in your towels which yeah. you use more than once. True. Yeah. So um, you, you've used the towel then your dog has used the towel then you're using the towel again then your dog is using that same towel again. Yeah and, and that cycle
2: th- like might go on for I don't know how long. How long? About? Yes. I mean I really d- I really don't know. Are talking days? Because Weeks? like when the dog rolls under the towel is slightly damp and you can't put that just in our laundry basket you can't put a damp towel in the laundry basket to sit there for days and days and days but how is this any different from the fact that this dog also sleeps in our bed and we don't wash our sheets after every night
1: gets to use fancy towels daily and sleeps in the bed your dog has a pretty good life carly
2: i was put on this earth to spoil this dog and i will give this dog everything it needs so you can't change me now we're six years in there's no going back Keep in touch with Drew
0: and Carly on social media search for at Drew Kozib and at Carly on air.
1: All different kinds of events have gone virtual and a lot of charities have been doing virtual galas. And very recently, Carly, we had the chance to participate in a virtual gala as the emcees and hosts for the Dash Possibilities Gala.
2: Yeah, that was so fun.
1: Was it so fun? Because I was very I was nervous because (laughs) we had to take on a lot of technical responsibilities. You did. did. Just
2: say it. Just give yourself the credit for once. Clearly if there was tech anything, it was all you.
1: (laughs) So the original plan was that we were going to be going to uh, a specific place um, where there would be special equipment and camera people and stuff, but because of COVID restrictions, that was no longer an option, so we had to do it at work. So I basically cobbled together a uh, remote Live streaming studio from stuff that I had at home and old stuff that City TV doesn't use anymore and was willing to send us (laughs) on loan. Um, Literally, some stuff was held together by elastics, but somehow we managed to pull off a live streamed virtual gala. You,
2: you managed, Carly. Say it. I don't want any part. No one would ever believe that they've listened to the podcast. They know. (laughs) I don't even know where to look for the Zoom meetings. Like. Clearly, I had nothing to do with that setup.
1: Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if uh, for you listening, I don't know if you've ever been part of a uh, a virtual gala or fundraising event. But from our perspective, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty fun time, right?
2: Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I don't actually know. You know, we couldn't see everyone. No, which was which was a bummer. <laughs> um, you know, because I wanted to see are were people dressed up in their homes or were they like chilling in sweats? Because that was like one of the first times that I've really dressed up this year. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got to the building, I just I just had to tell you that like I didn't do the. Best job shaving my legs. Yes, but I was did wearing mention a dress.
1: That. But you yeah, had a very long dress, so it never would have come up had you not said anything. I just,
2: I-, I just need to put it out there and just, you know, I just need to be completely transparent about these things in case you did see some hair on the legs and you were like, "Why wow, did you forget how to do that? And like, <laughs> maybe, maybe I have forgotten how to do it. It's a lot of work. So I just put it out there. Also, I wore this dress that didn't breathe well. So what people weren't seeing if they were attending the gala off screen was me literally using a paper towel for my sweaty, sweaty hands.
1: Oh, hands. I also saw you use it to wipe the backs of the knee.
2: I waited till the end of the event for that, but yes, the back of the knee, because if you cross the legs and the back, you know, it's just clammy. It's clammy.
1: <laughs> so I guess uh, when attending a virtual gala, think of the clamminess behind the knee when selecting your outfit. <laughs>
2: And, you know, it was really my first time using and reading off of a teleprompter. Oh, yeah, that was a big
1: thing. I wanted to minimize uh, any opportunity for things to go astray, and a teleprompter is a great way to do that. However, reading a teleprompter is not a natural thing. You would think, oh, you just look and read. No, it's very different to do it and make it not sound like you're reading something.
2: Mm -hmm. Or look like you're reading something. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, um, how was your first teleprompter experience, Carly? Um,
2: I thought it was great because you were the person like controlling and scrolling, which yeah. I really appreciated. But I was just so fearful of having a Ron Burgundy moment. However, we read through that script a few times. So, you know, we knew what was on that script, and yes. there was nothing to set me up to say any swear words or whatnot.
1: Wh- why would there be swear words in the script for the <laughs> virtual fundraising gala? I don't know. Wow. Now I feel even better that we made it through this with no other. I was worried about the technical aspects. Now I have to worry about Carly dropping an F-bomb in the middle of this. (laughs) All right, well, the good times will continue on uh, the next episode of Between Two Shows. Uh, Do we know who our special guest is going to be this time?
2: We do. We have Chef Richard Duncan from the Fairmont.
1: That's right. So he's going to be talking about their hugely successful backdoor burgers and the chef life. As always, we so much appreciate you listening to Between Two Shows. Please feel free to uh, leave us a review. Leave us a rating if uh, you're enjoying this show.
2: Okay, bye. It's just like a phone
1: call. Yeah, but I mean, like, it seems very abrupt.
2: Okay, so what should I say before I say K-bye? Okay,
1: well, I mean, again... we. I,
2: I really wanted rate and review to be my thing.
1: Okay, well, I mean... <laughs> Uh, for moving forward, I will give that to you then so that we have, so you have a little bit more to bridge that gap.
2: Okay, well, I think you should add in something for the bye because we don't really hear like a closing remark from you.
1: I mean, that is kind of my closing remark. Whatever gets us to the end of the podcast is my closing <laughs> remark. Then I just try to tee you up at the end for what you said that you wanted to do since the beginning, which was have the same thing to finish every episode.
2: Which I feel really good about. Hey, bye. That one was a little
0: kinder, right? Sweeter?
1: Kinder and sweeter? No, that one sounded like you were reading it off of a teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of Between Two Shows. We always love hearing your thoughts on the podcast, so feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Or you can reach out to us on social media at either at Drew Kozib or at Carly On Air. We hope you enjoyed our podcast this week and look forward to welcoming you back next week for another episode of Between Two Shows.